We are here today to choose four new humans for Michael's little medium place experiment. If Michael's experiment fails, the bad place wins forever. But we can only guarantee that happens if we select four truly terrible people who have no chance of improving. So, name some human turd balls. Just some real stinkers. Go. How about John Wayne Gacy? No. Joseph Stalin? No. Ooh, what about Joseph Stalin? Wait, Val just said that. Yeah, but I wasn't listening because she's a woman. Oh, good point. Wait, why was I listening? How about Hitler? <sighs> he stinks. P.U., am I right? Which Hitler are we talking about? Adolf or Steve? Either one, really. They both stink. P.U. No, idiots. Those are all against the rules. Wait, did I... Did I tell you the rules? Oh, that's part of it. I should have told you the rules. My B. Happy December, Stephen, and everybody listening. It's a beautiful time of the year when you start realizing how few days you have left to buy people some things to make them know that you love them the proper amount. How are you feeling? Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling excited? Uh, it's, a, it's a brand new day. It's a new month. How are you doing? Well, as some may know, I kind of parade myself around as though I'm this ballroom dance instructor that gets to travel around and dance. But in reality, Zach, my mm -hmm. real job is Santa Claus. <laughs> well, I'm third alternate. So most of the year I spend just practicing my ho ho ho, doing some like small town appearances that the big man can't make. But once December hits, I'm constantly on active duty because Santa Claus does a lot of drugs and sometimes <laughs> he falls asleep for like days at a time. So in case that happens, I got to be ready to throw on the, the black boots and go to all the white kids houses. Well, you said you're what, third alternate? I'm sure the yeah. first alternate is Tim Allen. Who Obviously. also is doing a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs, a lot of won't racism, be able to show yeah. up either. Who's second alternate? Well, you would think it would be someone like Vince Vaughn from Fred Claus, maybe one sure. of like the voices. But surprisingly enough, it's actually Joe Rogan, which is not great for the little <laughs> kids because he just keeps putting like propaganda down the chimneys and putting All Lives Matter stickers and, and the COVID virus through everyone's chimney. Well, that's Proof a way to start the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Into the Time Knife, a good place rewatch. We're very excited to be diving back into the good place as we're starting to bid this show a long adieu over the next few adieu. months. Hi, everyone. I'm Zach, and I am the king of the scrotes. Nice. I'm Steven, and then can you, like, digitally make me, like, a piece of giant shrimp, like, going across I think across you already know I can't. <laughs> that was a deep pull. Yeah. Kind of. We'll get into a lot today. We've got a lot to talk about, even though what we are talking about is very little content. It's going to be mm -hmm. a lot of fun. We're is this dive the, deep the into shortest it. amount of content we've ever covered for an episode of anything we've done ever? Yes, Not counting pre-show. I think you should leave with 16 minutes. Yeah, and that's this longer. without the interstitial, interstitial, interstitials. That's right, right? Interstitials. You're making a face like it isn't right. <laughs> But I think interstitals is right, and I think history will prove to show that interstitals. Can you please describe to me what right. an interstitial is? I already forget. <laughs> I already forget you why mean I the, said it. The end credits, it, without the little bits at the beginning and the little blurb at the end. That's not really credits. It's the floating shrimp that you mm -hmm. made reference to. It's like thirteen-ish minutes of content. It was a title yes or no cards, question. Yes, this is the tags, shortest thing we've. Huh? End card, title card. 
I already don't know what to say. <laughs> Interstitial. Enter the stite cast with Interstitial is a word. Mm-hmm. That'd you know that bad. one, right? We can agree that with one that, sounds, right? That one sounds real. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Into the Time Knife. Of course, we can't start the show because, believe it or not, that is what we just did. This is mm-hmm. the start of the show. We're into it now. We can't start it without shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at where, Steven? I'm going to let you in on this part. Oh, shit. Uh, over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcasts. No S. Can't disappoint podcast. Can't disappoint podcast. Because at the time of Patreon there was launch, just one. there was just the one podcast. Yeah. We should have we should have thought that out. Our $10 mm-hmm. and up patrons over there are Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Justin Fortier, and Lil S. Haker. Lil S. Very S. Haker thankful to all those house. people. Give us a shot. We won't let you down over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. You get the live pre-show every week you get this podcast a week early every week you get the basement or that seven news show rewatch podcast every week adjacent there's a lot going on at mm-hmm. patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast and you can become a member for free so go sign zero up zero dollars check it out zero dollars down zero dollars down you can't zero percent apr for the first 90 days steven i think it's really fitting that we're talking about the selection today because yesterday in the mail, I received for the first time a notice that I am part of the selection for jury duty. Ooh, have you ever have done you... any jury duty? Are um, you I've... technically living in Indiana as far as the government knows, or have you moved everything over to Illinois? Um, like, do you have an Illinois license? No. So the government thinks you live what in the to some degree? You lived in I've in done high a school? legal change of address, but I haven't uh-huh. done a change of residency. Do you so vote it's kind of confusing for Illinois. No, I always assume my vote means more in Indiana, so I always absentee mm. vote. I'm one of the people the Republicans are trying to take down. Why did I ask you that? Because uh, of jury see, duty. That's yeah, probably a way. If you got duty. jury duty, it would probably be from Indiana, and you would have yeah. to say, "I don't live in Indiana." And I've and gotten say, it okay. before, and then I think I just crossed my fingers and hoped that I wouldn't have to do anything more with it, and I don't think I ever replied. Well, I got the mail that because like a year ago they sent out to I think everybody just you had mm-hmm. to fill out the juror yeah. form so you're in the drawing and I got mail that I might get called for jury duty from you like have January eighth to, to February eighth and if I get called I'll get like fourteen days notice and it could be any time between that month and yes if you get called you have to do it they pay you it's not very much and no. uh i don't know it could take however many days uh, a trial well, and you takes. could have something that's like nothing like traffic violation or you could have something that's like really kind of fucked up so that's why you always uh claim anal bleeding and that's why you can't make it you can't sit for that long without making a big old pool of ass blood <laughs> spoken like you have experience you you've never with done the ass duty. blood or, or lying about it and <laughs> with both i guess yeah, sure. If I had a nickel for every time Steven got out of midday <laughs> croquet with me because he says his <laughs> asshole's bleeding again. Oh! You claim ass blood once, shame on you. But by the 27th time in the month of March, it's kind of my fault, I guess. I sit on a lot of glass. What can I say? So sue me. Steven, how has your week been? Anything of note? Is everything okay um, it's been, it's at been a- Camp Baker? 
It's been a good week, busy week. We just had an event on Sunday. We have an event every every week these days, but had an event on Sunday. Got to dress up as a Pokemon. I think I talked to you since then. But it was a fun time. Did some fun dancing. As a Pokemon. As a Pokemon, I did. Let's see, what else has been new? New Andre 3000 album came out. Listen a little while that. back now, but yeah, it but was really for noteworthy where we are right now. Because yeah. he dropped it, not out of nowhere, but the announcement came kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, they're only he a couple put out an notice. album mm-hmm. in like 17 years, uh, ever a solo album as far yep. as I know. Finally a solo album, all instrumentals that, that mm-hmm. focus on the flute. And yeah, a lot it's, of vibey. Whether you love flute. the music or not, I really respect the move because he's not making music for it to be a product. He's like playing around with stuff and it turned into some songs. So why not record them and put them out as an album? Well, and I think it's it's noteworthy because I'm a big fan of the Departure album. Class and of we've 3000, gotten to be... the Cartoon Network show. <laughs> big, we, we I'm a big fan of Class thing. of 3000. Um, but we've gotten to be a couple in our lifetime. Obviously, we weren't alive for like Pet Sounds or Sgt. Pepper or things like that. But we got to experience Awaken My Love, the Childish Gambino one, where you completely switch genres and things of that nature. So it's it's cool to see artists just doing something different because they can. I think it's exciting. Did you just compare the Andre 3000 flute album to Pet Sounds? <laughs> um, in Yes, actually. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know enough to argue. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'd like I to. Mean, I mean, who sold more sure. records, Outkast or the Beach Boys? That's a good question, and I don't know the answer. I mean, maybe Outkast. They for sure have more Grammys. I wouldn't be surprised if the Beach Boys had sold more, but I wouldn't be surprised if Outkast. I don't know, and I won't look it up. You know that yeah. we are not a podcast that's big on <laughs> having on, things on to having back facts. up what we're yeah. saying. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Steven, is there anything else you'd like to cover? Or do you want to dive into the special thing that's brought us here today? Yeah, Zach, I just want to say thank you for a lovely Thanksgiving dinner. You're welcome. I was very honored to be allowed to eat in the house this year. I know that it made your grandmother uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. But I think once well, you convinced her that I was blind not and so deaf. good these days, I had her convinced you were Lil. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I think I pull off a really good Lil. Yeah, a little too good. It's getting confusing for me. That's the idea. If that's what you had to say, I thought maybe you had something more. You got kind of a parent trap situation going on, where we just mm-hmm. trade every month. Have you seen the parent trap? Do you know? Yeah, like, what they, happened? Okay. Yeah, they pierce each other's ears with some lemons. They'd switch moms. There's We're like here. A camping trip to kick off our coverage of the Good Places final season, but not quite yet, because before we get to the first episode of season four, there was a six episode. The Good Place web series spinoff that was aired on the Good Place YouTube channel like two weeks before season four premiered. It stars the Bad Place crew as they are trying to narrow it down to the four humans that they're sending to the new experiment to try to take Michael and his team down. Basically, yeah, this is like 15 minutes across six short episodes of content that are kind of a lost Good Place episode Mm -hmm. in some ways. So we've decided to cover it. I don't think anybody's ever covered it before. And it was a piece of Good Place media that I hadn't seen before yesterday. And that was kind of fun to check out. So today, we're diving into The Good Place Presents The Selection. It's a six-episode web series. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube for free. Pause this, go watch it, and then come back and listen to us talk about it. Or don't. You can leave, you can stay, doesn't matter Clock's ticking, clock's ticking, we're going to start talking soon, so if you haven't seen it, you're not going to know what we're talking about. 
Some of the information on the production side of the selection is a little sparse, even mm-hmm. though it's an NBC production. We know that all six episodes are directed by Eric Kissick, who has a lot of small independent short film and a few independent feature film credits. And, and he also went on to direct one episode of the Peacock show Rutherford Falls. Have you heard of that show? Not familiar Stars with Ed Helms, I believe. Mm. Yeah, and nobody knows who this was written by. There are no writing credits for this show. I believe several of the Bad Place people are writers for The Good Place, so I'm imagining this was a very sure, that would make improvisational mm-hmm. effort. That would make sense. All six parts of the selection originally aired on September 13th, 2019. They were all dropped at once on YouTube. Apparently, when they first dropped, there were a lot of American Family Insurance advertisements to Mm. the point where people were kind of saying that this was just a commercial for American family insurance. And I saw that before watching it and I was very pleasantly surprised when I watched it and there was no mention of American. There was no mention of that at all. Which is great. Yeah. Although you do comments I read were all really, really positive on the Really, what did you see? A lot of praise for uh, the actor that plays Sean, Mm -hmm. a lot of Glenn jokes, a lot of Gale chat. Steven does do his research. Look at that. It was on YouTube. I, I You used just read that. the comments. Sure. Yeah. I figured I'd do that instead of watching the two-minute-long clips. I would read the comments <laughs> for an hour on each video and then figure out what happened from that. I kind of feel like since they all came out on the same day and it was always a digital thing, why was this not just like a 16-minute digital special? I mean, I imagine so you could get more ads on mm. each part, but... I just feel like it would have flown a little better. I liked watching it as one thing more than I would have enjoyed watching just like one piece of it, Yeah, I think. Well, 2019 was still... Quibi. This is pre-Quibi. It's pre-Quibi. But it's also pre the huge boom from YouTube switching to Twitch. And so YouTube Mm -hmm. was still the premier way digitally to earn revenue on your content so oh sure this was like youtube red era so you know you're making money on youtube well let's go back to september 13th 2019 when all six parts of the selection aired and talk about the number one movie and the number one album Mm -hmm. from this day september 13th 2019 the number one movie was the sequel to a horror book adaptation Mmm, It 2. Yeah. yeah. It Chapter 2 it was the number one movie two. this week. We just talked about this movie recently. I think so. I've, I've seen the first one. I have not seen the second one. Have you seen the second one? I don't think so. Yeah. If I did, it wasn't memorable. I wanted to because it had Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain and a few other Wait, but the second one has the scene with the old lady, right? I haven't seen it. That's what I just said. Maybe I, I have seen, seen the second one. Did you see Bill Hader as a kid from It in a movie? Yeah. That's only this one. I know, but I don't remember if I've just seen enough trailers or I've seen the movie. Do you think most people feel that way? Feel a little foggy about It Chapter 2 versus the first It? Let's talk about Rotten Tomatoes. Where do you think the critics stood on It Chapter 2? Well, we didn't get a Chapter 3, so not that that high. I don't think there was ever plans for that. The book kind of ends where it ends... It Chapter 2 is canon? Yeah. Then why the fuck didn't they ever make it before? They did. And it was the same thing where they were all grown the fuck up? Yeah. 
have like, you ever years seen ago? it? The, the original Tim Curry one was like a television miniseries originally with Tim Curry that was aired over really? several days. So that's why it's like two and a half, three hours long. Mm. And there's a long part where they're kids, and then there's a long part where they're adults. And that's the two so halves. This is what of the happens book. when you see shit like this when you're younger. You don't remember a goddamn thing about it. Uh, how about a, a crisp sixty-six? Critics. You're very, very close. Yeah. It is less than five off of what you're saying. Do you think it's going to be less or more? Give it a Lower, second guess. I'm going to go 63. 62% from the critics. Oh, so close. So close. That is a pretty, you know, glass half full. It was, yeah. It was good enough mm-hmm. is what 62 tells me. Do you think the audience of Rotten Tomatoes, they're a little pesky bunch. They're hard to track. They're hard to know yeah, what they're, I think when they're going to zig, when they're going to zag. They're going to like a little more. How I'm gonna say the more? audience is at a 67. No, it is higher. Wow, 73. A little higher. It's 78 percent. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Two. But Letterbox, that's where the cool people like mm-hmm. myself, Zach Pruitt, yeah. on Letterboxd. Well, uh, Letterbox like loves Finn Wolfhard. Do they? If you're any, you know, why? What of makes you think Letterboxd that? Why fan. do you feel that way? You don't engage with the the platform. But I engage with you. And, and I don't think a... I've said Finn Wolfhard once. <laughs> you didn't have to, Zach. I'm going to say <laughs> Letterboxd uh, liked the first one better, uh-huh. even with the weird dance scene that's supposed to be scary. I guess. I don't know. 50 even. When you watched that movie, was that when you knew, this isn't scary at all. I should be a dancer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a little bit I higher. I can do that. I'll tell you this, it's a little bit higher than 50, but it is lower than the Rotten Tomatoes critics at 62. 56. 58% from the letterbox. Okay, okay. Which is the lowest score. They said 58 versus the 78 audience from Rotten Tomatoes. There's no Finn Wolfhard. Why would they like it? The number one album this week. Mm -hmm. 2019. You know, sometimes when we do this segment, I feel you getting stressed out about figuring out the right thing, making yourself look smart. But to that, I say, you need to calm down. You don't tell me what to do. You need to calm down. That was down. a hint. Baby, calm down. No. Calm down. I didn't. That Good was luck not figuring out which era this was in. Ah, <laughs> let's see. 2019 Taylor. Yeah. So that would be. That's the song, right? You need to calm down. Because you're freaking I don't listen to her out. new stuff, so I don't know. I don't listen to her either, but I know that song. Yeah, I don't. Okay. 2019, Taylor Swift. Was that the one that was like fairy or like your your folk song? No, I think this is before that or after. I don't know, but it's not that one. Uh, Is this one called like Breeze? Think a little bit more traditional poppy Taylor album, but maybe one of the lesser ones. Is this the one I hate? The look what you made me do. No, that's Reputation. This is after that. This album was Lover. Lover. It was called Lover. Yes, the album's called Lover. This album's not bad, actually. You Need to Calm Down was one of the singles. There's one other big single off of this one. Lover! I never actually knew that song. I don't know the Lover. Thoughts on Taylor Swift real quick? Do you want to make the Swifties mad? Um, I think she has two great albums, one really good album. The rest I either haven't heard or don't care about. The lead single from Lover was that song she did with Brendan Urie, Me. Oh, I've heard that one. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, what do you think Pitchfork thought of Lover by Taylor Swift? Out uh, of 10 out of fi- uh, to 10, the 10th. 8.2. Lower. 
It's a 7.1 out of 10 from Lover. Okay. For right. Lover from Pitchfork. Rate your music, the letterboxed of music. Mm-hmm. It's out of 10. Or I've translated it to out of 10 to the hundredth. So two the letterbox points. is going to be a fearless and 1989 girly like me. So they might have liked, not loved this slight departure from the breakup love hopeful song to yeah. the blissfully you know, lens flare group. Exactly. So I'm going to say they gave this, what's this out of, is out of 10 to out the hundredth? To the hundredth. Uh, 6.75. You're... Number your your decimals are close. The number is off. Seven point seven seven. No, no, it's a five point seven four out I of feel ten. On it, so I'll take that. For lover by Taylor Swift. That's that segment. That's when the hey, selection ooh. came out. Now we're back. We're back in time. September thirteenth, mm-hmm. twenty nineteen, and we're gonna dive into our conversation. There's all kinds of crazy traffic noise happening outside. It sounds like an airplane is landing just outside. Yeah, I actually heard that one. So that tells Did you really? You could hear that. Yeah. Window closed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I I am outside your house making loud traffic noises. So that's part Steven of it. Steven is recording this podcast from a United <laughs> Airlines flight. Okay, so the selection. It's a six-part good place. Is uh, forgetting something? No, we're getting into it. Can I transition? I was getting there. I was steering us. I was going to steer us in the direction. But since you had to take that away from me, you just I'm take I'm just saying and this take happens next. Like it's ever the next since thing the divorce, happens. you just take everything from me. So sure, I'll let you take it, Stephen. What is next? I don't get to introduce this part. I know. Zach, if I say it, you're going to be mad. You're going to hit. I, I'm already you're gonna mad. Guys, strike. it's time to find out, did Steven watch the six-part web series spinoff the selection of The Good Place oh, this week? Did Steven watch the six-part spinoff the spinoff this week? <laughs> the selection. <laughs> I was a YouTube moderator. I genuinely thought that was supposed to be me. <laughs> and I am very glad that it wasn't. I feel a lot better about myself and how you I don't feel think about that, me. Zach, you're not good enough with computers for me to think that is you. You're good at doing certain things on computers, but I don't think you are good with computers. Where are you getting this from? I have my sources. <laughs> Lil and I write letters, Zach, <laughs> discussing your inadequacies. You've got 20 seconds, as always. Mm-hmm. To tell our audience who may not have seen the selection and may not care enough to go watch it on YouTube, everything that happens in this six-part web series spinoff, it's less runtime, but it is six parts. How do you feel about getting it all out in 20 seconds? I think I have a strategy that I can at least be happy with if I pull it off, and it could score me well or it could score me not well. I don't know. Sometimes I'm – every time I'm really confident, you score me so low, and every time I'm like, I'm going to do bad, I actually do okay, so I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, 20 seconds are loaded up on the clock. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. On go. Three, two, one, go. The demons have to pick four candidates for Michael's new experiment. There's so many people on Earth and they all suck, so they can't choose. Sean gets frustrated and pissed, so he storms out, smoking on goose poop. Then Gwen comes to get him back because they need him to figure this out. But they come back and they finally land on picking people that are related to or that know the original four so they can shift the experiment because cheating is good. Stop. Cheating is good, scrubbed. You didn't mention the lunch or the dinner order, which is such a... Excuse me? I think you just said lynch. I, I did not lynch in the food is what I <laughs> the, said. The tapes will show. 
Uh, you didn't mention the dinner ordering thing, which mm-hmm. isn't like a big deal in the arc of the story, but it is a whole part it's of a the whole six part parts. Of it. But I think you Not did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think you did good. I think that was an A. Thank you, Zach. Not an A minus, not an A plus, which I would rarely give. If mm-hmm. it was perfect, I would give you an A plus. If you would mention the food, the baby for the table. If I had mentioned that, the food, yeah. You could have gotten an A plus. But well, thank you. I knew I forgot one thing, but I couldn't remember it. Least amount of recapping you've had to do in the same amount of time ever. So I don't know yeah. how, how proud you should really be. Let's get a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. our conversation of the selection by talking yeah, about the trivia questions that we've selected to quiz each other on. What was your approach for trivia? Did you give yourself like a goal no for different. each section or did you just watch it and kind of take in what you took in? Mm-hmm. I watched it and took in what I took in. I have a decent amount of trivia questions. Mm-hmm. I may not have gotten any questions from like either part four or five or something. I didn't okay. have to get the same amount from every one or anything like mm-hmm. that. What about you? I originally set myself up to get two from each part. I couldn't get two from every part. I have nine questions. Okay, I I probably have 10. Then go ahead. Kick it off. What time is Evil Zumba? Six. You got it. What is Gale's butt brand shaped like? Mike Tyson's face tattoo. (laughs) Yes. Go test it on Picasso. How long (laughs) do the demons get to pitch? 20 seconds. You got it. Where is Mackenzie Truffet from? Paris, France? No. <laughs> Try something American. Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Greenwich, Connecticut. Damn. Trust fund baby from Greenwich, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Where does evil, evil Zumba have to relocate? To conference room D. You got it. Pretty good. I'm doing pretty well mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, you're three Your next three. question. What's written on Sean's air horn? I have no idea. I didn't read it. They focus on it long enough for me to have noticed it and written it down. It just says air horn extreme. Nice. How many blood fountains are between conference rooms C and D? You've taken two of my questions. Wow. That would be 12. There's 12. What was the first one? You did not announce that I took your question. Because I just realized. Because my next question would have been, where's Evil Zumba moved to, which you uh-huh. asked me. It was 12, because first he says you pass a blood yeah. fountain, then you pass 11 more. I'll give you another question. What food truck does Val mm-hmm. suggest that they order from? The one that serves the sludge from inside your shoe and you don't wear socks? Yes. <laughs> nice. I thought that was, that was great. As somebody who hates wearing shoes without socks, I don't do it. I yeah, agree. I don't do it that. It feels very weird. Yeah, I, I thumbs down when people do that. What burrito went unfinished? Well, that's the hair burrito, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because today's crumbs are tomorrow's maggots. You leave that thing out for the night. It'll fester. Yeah, it'll mold. It'll, it'll, it'll maggot. It'll be great. You got to let it fester. My next question for you, what do mixed teeth now come with? Molars? No, he says, did you pick all the molars? This yeah, is written but the on container, the thing. Uh, now the with container. gingivitis. Now Close. Now with cavities. Cavities, that's fun. Uh, where was the misogynistic slam poet from? Uh, ooh, Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Yes. Zach is Have eaten. I gotten every question so right? So far, so far, so good. Whoa, I've just got two questions left. My first one, how do you attract butthole flies? This might be the nastiest 
canon from a show question mm-hmm. I've ever asked as trivia, both the question and the answer. How do you attract butthole flies? I truly don't. Re- I remember this scene, but I don't remember yeah. the line. Well, first he says someone needs to tell him that you attract more butthole flies, butthole with, flies butthole with butthole honey, butthole honey. than ho- butthole vinegar. Yes. And Baba John says everyone knows you attract butthole flies with oozing pus. Oozing pus. Yeah, that was quite a nasty line exchange there. Too hot mm. for NBC. I'm going to give you two this time, then you give me one, I'll give you two. Okay. Uh, what is Sean smoking? I kind of gave this away earlier. Uh, goose turd. Mm-hmm. And what does Glenn love the tone of? This storm out. Mm-hmm. Love the hey! tone of Sean storm out. Hit me. My last question for you. How is Johnny Depp still alive? He's <laughs> transfusing giraffe blood into himself. Is that what it is? Or giraffe transfusions? That's half of the line. I don't remember the rest. He says he uses giraffe blood transfusions to prop up his diseased organs. (laughs) Jesus. Who created multiple episodes of the selection? Your mom. Your mom, correct. She came back and did another one. Yeah. What old lady smell is Bombajan? Old lady scalp? You got it. Zach got them all. Well done. Look at you getting an A. Look at me getting all 12 questions correct. I don't think that's ever happened Mm -mm. on anything we've done. Have I gotten every question? Every single one. That was good. You know, people aren't going to listen to this one because people listen more to the the canon Good Place episodes Mm -hmm. than they do our little extra things. But they just missed a classic moment. And you, hey, you, I'm looking at you, Deadline 69. You're here, (laughs) you're watching, and you were here for that moment. I just did that shit. Zach did that shit. Good job, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, could you pat me on the back a little bit more? I, I really was trying to egg you on. Give me some flowers. Okay, let's talk about... The selection. In a second, we'll get into a recap of it. But first, I would like to hear your thoughts. You cue this up. You don't know much about it. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen it. It's new Good Place material. We're going to do a podcast about it. What was your experience watching it for the first time like? So I queued up a YouTube playlist with all Mm -hmm. videos in a row. I'm not going to space this thing out, you know. And so I watched the first one and I was like, okay, that wasn't necessarily what I was expecting. But then I remembered, okay, these are all like two two and a half minutes tops in length so you're not going to get a lot each one so i was like okay let me get some funny jokes from this at least and i was expecting to get something that would like precurse the next season but watching all of them i thought that i liked the fourth one quite a bit when they order the food i think that one's or when they already have gotten the food i think that's one's pretty funny i think that the last three made me laugh more than the first three but that might have just been me kind of settling into what this is I liked how much of the different demons we got. I think the true star of it, though, is, I mean, Sean just gets to kind of run wild and and be at his best. And you were saying earlier that it felt kind of improvised. And I think certainly this seems like a let's read this line 16 ways and take the funniest one type of thing. And it was really, it worked. I think it's funny. I think that I would have liked to get some sort of information that i wouldn't have otherwise that you would have gotten again in season four like something about the candidates that we haven't already met that would have been nice to see but i understand why they didn't but overall i i enjoyed it i think it wasn't necessarily the best thing i've ever seen but it's not gonna be when it's a two minute long web series for between seasons 
I've watched it, I think, three times now. Mm-hmm. And I, it took me a moment because I haven't seen this before. Pretty much every episode of The Good Place I've had to watch a few times to really mm-hmm. get everything out of it. And I do feel like I have come to meet the wavelength that the selection is mm-hmm. putting out there. But I do have to admit that the first time I watched it, I was a little bit disappointed because I thought at the very least the point of this was going to be to tease who the other two are. Yeah. Who the other two humans are going to be, and they don't mention it. The only glimmer we get is Sean saying something like, oh, and remember, they don't have to be actually related or anything to the people. They just have to, like, annoy them specifically. That's, like, all we Mm -hmm. get. It's basically them saying, hey, don't be let down when the other two people aren't as directly related to their people as Simone and as, what's his name, John? Sure. John Wheaton, I think, is his name. Yes, John Wheaton. I think it's them setting you up to be like, yeah, the other two are just going to be, like, bad guys. Once I let go of that and saw it for what it was, I did enjoy it. I think it's funny. I think it's riffy. And I think this is fun for us to recap because it almost feels like what would happen in one of those longer cuts of the episodes that I often watch when there's, mm-hmm. like, a whole mini sea story that you don't get to see that I have to recap – this feels like we're doing a podcast just based off of that. Like yeah. one of those cut storylines. This lines. could be, and maybe this originally was going to be something like that, where know. they had filmed this for cutaways throughout the first part of the season. I don't know what they yeah. were going to use it for or if it was just for this, but I, I'm i glad it exists. It's very rare that something that ended so many years ago, we get to watch something we haven't seen of it. I like that. Well, let's dive into a recap. Okay. We're going to start with part one, which gives us a previously on really quickly that shows the judge explaining the rules to Michael and Sean that there's going to be another experiment. There's going to be four humans. Michael will get his advantages. The bad place will get their advantages, namely that they will get to decide who the four humans are and that they have to be about as bad as the original humans were. Mm -hmm. Cut to that to the Good Place title screen, but they've put this really fun twist on the Good Place music that I like. Yeah, quite they a bit. modulate, they make it like more minor. Key, it's in a minor cool. key and it kinda like da 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 blam down mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of funny and I liked it yeah. every time. And on top of that, every time it goes, the Good Place presents the selection, part one, which this part one is the mission, and mm-hmm. each created by is a different little joke. It doesn't have anyone's yeah. names. The first one was created by a bunch of ding-dongs. Mm-hmm. So we enter conference room C. For, uh, starting at 11 a.m., they're making an evil plan there, and then at 6 p.m., evil Zumba is going to come in. Sean enters the conference room, and it's silent, and immediately he tells them all to shut up, which I thought was really funny because they're funny, dead yeah. silent in there. Nothing. He begins to explain why he's called them all together, and then Gail, I finally learned the names of the other people through watching mm-hmm. this one, Gail and Val. Gail asks, oh, are we talking branding strategy? And brings up that she has this brand for, for butts. It's it's shaped like Mike Tyson's face tattoo. What did he say? They're going to test it out on Picasso. 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 Sean's like, no, 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 that's not what it is, but that's a good idea. We'll use that on Picasso. They're there to choose the four humans to select one might say, the four humans. If Michael fails, they, the bad place, they win. They win forever, decidedly. So picking these four truly terrible people is going to be really important to their cause, and they can win. We need some real stinkers, Sean says. (laughs) And if anything, this is worth how much 
scowling delivery from Mark Evan Jackson we get. He can say yeah. anything, and it's funny. Whatever. They even reuse a couple of lines of dialogue here and there in this, and it's just fun to spend all this time with that character. I like it. Yeah, I, I think he's, like, for sure the, the brightest part of these little six minisodes. I think there's some other bright points. I think Glenn is a bright point. We'll get a, mm-hmm. a lot of I, I think all the, the demons. Bombajan, if anyone, gets kind of the least to do, but I like well, what we get of them. We'll talk about Bombajan a little later. Mm-hmm. They all start shouting out their instant guesses because they don't know any of the parameters. So mm-hmm. Gail suggests John Wayne Gacy. Val suggests Joseph Stalin. And then Bombajan also suggests Joseph Stalin. And when Sean says, no, Val just said that, there's a couple of, like, I get it's the bad place, but a couple yeah. of just misogynist jokes in these where Bomb John says, oh, I wasn't listening because she's a woman. And Sean says, oh, good point. Why, why was I listening? Why was I listening? Yeah, I thought that was funny for the bad place because they're bad. They're saying bad things. That's true. That's what makes it almost feel a little bit more improvisational, though, mm-hmm. because if this was the painstakingly created script to the good place, yeah. I think the jokes would be a little bit more clever than just saying, ah, she's so. a woman. Not that it's not funny because it's the bad place. Mm-hmm. It's just low-hanging fruit. Sure. I love Glenn's demeanor throughout all of this. He's very happy, smiley, even when he's like sad and scared and stressed. Yeah. His first suggestion is that they use Hitler. And I like that he gives a big P U, he stinks. <laughs> Whether it's Adolf or Steve Hitler. Either both one. Stinky. What do you think Steve Hitler did? Do you think they're related or do you think it's coincidental? I think it's more of a stage name, really. You know, he was like, oh, I want to be modeled after a personal hero of his. It's like that episode of Friends, may Matthew Perry rest in peace, where Joey needs a stage name and Chandler suggests Joe Stalin, and Joey doesn't know who Joseph Stalin is. But I think if someone makes their stage name Hitler, Steve Hitler, I think they're making a statement. I I think they know. I think, yes, they're making a statement. (laughs) I don't think that's going to get them parts. No. Starring Steve Hitler as the peacekeeper. (laughs) The peacekeeper? No. (laughs) Sean yells that that's against the rules. He's like, guys, you idiots. Don't you know that's against the rules? Oh, wait, my B. I never explained the rules. Let me explain the rules. And he lets them know that basically what we just saw on the previously on in this Mm. same three-minute segment that the judge determined that these humans have to be of equal badness to the original humans, which means this is a funny joke. Somehow to her, that means no dictators, no serial killers, and no white musicians who ever did a semi-ironic cover of a rap song. Cough, cough, Ed Sheeran doing Trap Queen. Cough, cough, one of my college favorite musicians, Ben Folds, doing Bitches Ain't Shit, where they dropped the (laughs) N-word two or three times. He sure did. As a person of color, was there ever a good time for the ironic acoustic covers? Clearly that time has passed, but was there ever a time? There are some that are better than others, but not really. Are there any that come to mind as being a better one? Is it Mr. Schuster from Glee? It's not. Doing Busta Move? Um... Chloe Kardashian doing Look At Me Now by Busta Rhymes. God. I wasn't expecting it to go there. I wasn't (laughs) familiar with that. Val suggests that they think outside the box, uh, maybe go to Taco Bell. That's pretty Mm -hmm. pretty bad place material. But Bomba John straight up Jamie Tacos val again and says oh yeah yeah uh, outside the box we should get the person who first said think outside the box bomba john is just like jumping on everything val says and like mm-hmm. undercutting it there were a couple of jokes in this mini series 
that I couldn't tell what they were saying or I didn't you don't quite watch with the subtitles get the on, joke. Like. Were there subtitles for this? Did you watch it with yes. subtitles? What is Sean saying? So Bamba John Idi says Amin. Should... What is that? Who is it's that? It's a person. I, f- I figured. Don't you listen to Chance the Rapper? Not in a while. He's the Not former president the of day. Uganda. Oh, okay. Is the whole... What is that? Uh, in the Chance song the uh, with Action Bronson. Uh-huh. He references Idi Amin. He's like a dictator. That's why they couldn't pick him. So that's why he Do was Do you off think limits. that he famously said, think outside the box, or is the joke not that clever? I don't think the joke's that clever. Okay. I think that it's it's like, oh, sorry, it was a dictator. That's why we can't use him. Right. I don't think he had much to do with boxes. Maybe he put people in boxes. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying well more he thought in as a dictatorship we should think outside the box. I don't think he was literally putting people into boxes. That would be funnier. Then if he as a dictator said, in the Ugandan national language of choice, let's think outside the box with, with this. At the end of part one, Sean has to take a step away from the selection process because he has to go make Emily Dickinson listen to the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> Pretty funny. And he says that they have an hour to come up with names or they'll have to watch videos of red pandas, which are very cute. And they are very cute. Have you ever seen they red pandas in person? Adorable. I've seen a red panda or two at a zoo. Okay, that's part one of the selection. I think part one might be the weakest of the bunch. But I think part of that also has to do with expectation of new good place material. Sure. And being eased into the well, two and also format. And half how much of it is recap. Yes, yeah. Sure. So part two, created by some fat dinks, mm-hmm. is the candidates. The table is full of good options. I noticed that all of the headshots of people, they were all white, which made mm-hmm. a lot of sense. That and tracks. I thought was a good choice. One of my favorite jokes maybe in this whole thing is, Oh, he's coming. Everybody fart. <laughs> Thank you for the welcome. Very considerate. I know you don't like pee-pee-poo-poo. I was okay with this fart. This is funny when Sean comes in and he takes a dignified sniff and goes, hmm, thank you. Thank you for the welcome. Very considerate. That's yeah, a good, good bad place. That's stuff. a good, good bad place fart joke. He tells them again that these suggestions are for the most important thing that they will ever do. Even more important than the time they stuck a globe up Chris Columbus's butt. I like calling him Chris Columbus. Well, I wanted to mention this line because Chris Columbus is the name of like a prolific film director. Nice. He directed like the first couple of Harry Potter movies, and I, <laughs> well, I can't think of other place. ones off the top of my head. And I'm sure they weren't referencing him, but this did make me think of them shoving a globe up the guy who directed Harry Potter in the Chamber sure. of Secrets' ass. He has it coming. Okay, so much like me in the Did Steven Watch the Episode This Week segments, Sean says that he can't stand the sound of their voices, so they'll only have 20 seconds to get their point across. (laughs) Is that why you do that? Yeah, (laughs) that's why I both do that and incessantly talk over you, just because it's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. (laughs) So first up, Val, you despicable piece of crap, you start, and she introduces her candidate, Mackenzie Truffay, which is a good, <laughs> silly name. Mm-hmm. She's a trust fund baby from Greenwich. 24 times she's pulled out a do you know who my father is. She shares racist memes on Facebook, Val says, which is really pretty standard. And the worst, she shoplifts just to throw stuff away. For sport. <laughs> I don't think that shoplifting is inherently a net negative in every situation. If you see someone stealing food, no, you didn't. 
But stealing stuff just to throw it away is pretty yeah. bad, pretty fucked. There's a difference between being Aladdin and taking a piece of bread to give to homeless children and being Miss Truffet and stealing a Prada bag <laughs> just to throw it down a garbage disposal. <laughs> That's so funny. That's <laughs> fucked. Sean blows the air horn. We give... I want to say Phoebe because it reminded me of Phoebe Buffet. Mm-hmm. What's it? McKinsey gives McKinsey a maybe, and it's Bomba John's turn. Bomba John introduces Troy Hastings, a volunteer firefighter slash, slash. occasional arsonist <laughs> slash TikTok I think that's really celebrity. Funny. This is another one of the things I kind of misheard. Did they say the that poo flip? Is that what it was? Poo flip? Yeah, I'm not familiar he with that. A child support hearing to mm-hmm. live stream his creation of a poo flip video without yeah, looking it up what do you recreation. think a, what do you think a poo flip does? he was recreating the poo flip video what do you think it is away? without looking it up maybe you like need to do like a flip and land on the toilet or something i don't know i was thinking mid poop mm-hmm. you have to fully flip upside down and around and make it back down to the toilet without any of the poop hitting you the know floor. what i bet it is it's probably oh. when you're in a porta potty and they like roll you down a hill oh no it probably is that's awful yeah that's bad yeah so which one of us is gonna google poo flip tonight there's a line here i couldn't hear that bomba john says he says the poo flip thing instead of showing up for child support then he says which obviously is something that sounded to me i d i e d i or something do you know what he said do you know what i'm talking about this moment forget no. it Forget it. Blowhorn. That wasn't 20 seconds. I just hate you. But he's a maybe. Throw him in the maybes. Then it's Gail's turn, and she's the one that's torn between so many options. She's picked out a cult leader. She's picked out the guy who pushed rhinos into extinction. This guy who doxed a comic book illustrator because she drew (laughs) Iron Man wrong. She drew? That was the funny line in this one for me. (laughs) She drew. And she's got a point, Gail. She says that it's a billion-way tie for the King of the Scrotes, even though any listener of the pod would know that I, Zach Pruitt, am am the King of the Scrotes. Mm -hmm. No thoughts on she drew, Zach? No thoughts on that joke? Well, no, that was more of a case where I... We're moving along, we're moving forward. I thought you covered it. I thought you said what needed to be said. I, I didn't... She drew. It's funny, because he's insinuating that a woman would never draw a comic book. I get the joke. She drew. She drew? What? (laughs) It's a billion-way tie for King of the Scrubs. How do you pick just four turds in a massive pile of dookie? Glenn delivers that line almost like wiping a tear from his eye. (laughs) How do you pick? I thought it was really great. I like Mm -hmm. Glenn. And Sean agrees. We can all agree. Humanity is a massive, greasy, steamy dookie, which makes him hungry. Speaking of, (laughs) I'm now hungry. So it's dinner time. It's getting late. It's hitting the six o'clock hour. Evil Zumba is going to have to move to conference room D. They'll be here a while. That's the end of part two. Part two is better than part one. We can mm-hmm. all agree. Everyone Agreed. can agree. Part Everyone two agrees. of the selection is better than part one. Part three of the selection is created by a crew of idiots. And this one's called the takeout order. Some real deep plot stuff going on mm-hmm. in the takeout order everyone's overlooking a takeout menu that's got the alien bad place good place language yeah. written all over it gail really coming out with the truth saying what we're all thinking at the beginning why do we even need to get dinner i mean we're immortal demons our primary sustenance is a suffering we inflict on humans true but i could go for a little mosh so they all threw up just silly bad place ideas for food sean wants the gunk from a sonic hair <laughs> yuck is that like a water pick? Yeah, it's like, a, like an electric toothbrush thing. thing. 
Yeah. Speaking of, Zach, you know what I used for the first time today? A toothbrush. Good yeah, for you. Very first time. Really bad. I got one of those like things on Timu that's like a, an ear scraper thing, but it has a camera attached uh-huh. to it, so you can see it on your phone. Uh, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to see what's inside I was pretty proud of myself. My, my ears were pretty clean, but I clean mine religiously. Yeah, I've been told more than once by a checkup at a doctor, hey, do you just not clean your ears? <laughs> like, not really. Do you, you wash? <laughs> As the 75-year-old man pats Zach's bare bottom, did you <laughs> wash today? Get behind those ears, big boy. <laughs> Gail could go for some baby, but she mm-hmm. couldn't eat an entire baby. But maybe well, a baby sure. for the table. Babies baby are chunky the these days. Glenn wants some expired <laughs> mouth-scalding clam chowder. How do you feel about clam chowder? You pro clam I like you get clam a chowder? chowder. If I'm going a fish-based soup, I guess mm-hmm. clam isn't a fish, but a seafood-based soup. It'd be it's lobster bisque all day. Mm. Lobster bisque all day. But clam chowder's good. I'm not a huge fan of, like, potato soups, big chunks of potato in my soup. Mm. See, I love the big chunk of potato. Because you don't know if you're getting potato or clam until you start chewing. I feel like it's pretty easy to tell which is which. I've never been eating a bowl of clam chowder and been like, is it going to be potato or clam? What new <laughs> adventure will my taste buds enjoy? No, I'm just saying. Well, you oh, don't eat enough potato, Campbell's chunky New England clam chowder. Val suggests that they have the food truck. Have you had this food truck? They have the sludge from sockless shoes. But Glenn says, oh, no, no, you can skip them. They don't never use enough dandruff on their food. We get a little check-in from the lava monster. I believe his name is Todd. Was his name Todd, Todd sounds right. I was trying to remember whether it was Josh or Todd. I think it's Todd. Todd. He comes mm-hmm. in to check in. He's here to show up for Evil Zumba, wants to know where they moved. And Bomba John clues him in. You know, you, you walk past the blood fountain, you keep walking, there's 11 more blood fountains, and then he's there. Oh, so like right next to, what does he say? Right next to- Conference room E. Conference room E. Yeah. All right, well, go suck, everyone. Go suck. <laughs> now I'll say it back. Go suck, everyone. <laughs> Funny. Glenn's getting hungry. They need to figure out what they're going to eat. I've been here before. Lil and I all the time. Are are you and Danny a more decisive couple as far as someone says this is what we're having and this is what we're getting? Or is the conversation before a dinner like this? I give Danny three options to pick from. I kind of do the same thing. And then, then if she can't pick, then I just pick and order something. I feel like I kind of have the same method. I'm like, here's three options. Well, I don't care. Okay, how about these two? Well, I don't care. How about this one? Nah, not that one. Okay, See, I don't, I don't well, let it get one? that far, Zach. I've learned my lesson too many times. We order Uber Eats so frequently that I am like, okay, I know these are things that she wants. These are things that I want. Where's the it's overlap? It's better to just be like, it's already on the way. Don't worry about it. Like today, I said, do you want Wendy's, Popeye's, or McDonald's? And she was like, hmm. And then, but I said, do you want Popeye's, Wendy's, McDonald's, or Popeye's? I said Popeye's twice. So she because that's what times. you wanted. Yes, and then she said Popeye's. Is that so true? Popeyes. You yeah. tried to psychology her into Popeye's, <laughs> so you threw it in there twice? Does she notice that you're doing this? Or does well, it, he, she does had headphones like on and was cleaning, and so my thought was, well, maybe she didn't hear Popeye's because she was registering that I was talking with the first few words. So if I said it twice, then she would hear it at least once. Is that what you got? You got Popeye's? Yeah. How was it? It was good. I got the spicy chicken tendies with some mashed potatoes. And uh, they have a thing right now where if you spend $15, which is the price of the like five piece combo, you get a free six piece wing. So I got some ghost pepper wings with that, which I like 
quite a bit. They're pretty good for just like sauceless wings. Popeyes, not a sponsor. Would love to bring Would you on. Would love to bring Big you fan on of the Popeyes. Sweet tea. Call it. Bring bring tea. that lady that was really tired when the sandwiches came out and was sitting out back. Bring her on. Let's talk to her. About oh my god, I don't know if it's the same in Chicago, but I have never been in a Popeyes and felt like they've got this figured out. <laughs> <laughs> It's always great. I love Popeyes, but it's always like everything's beeping. Everyone's really hectic. Like, I need 37 tenders down. And like, I don't have any tenders. It's going to be 36 minutes before tenders. <laughs> I don't know if you like black comedy, Zach, but there's a really funny comedy group called RDC World. And they do like I, videos, I but they have a really funny series. It's like Popeyes employees and Chick-fil-A employees and stuff like that. They're very, very funny. Chick-fil-A employees, we'll move on. This is yeah. a tangent, but Chick-fil-A employees make me so uncomfortable, and I also feel really sad for them, because I know that Well, it's all the, you know, anti-abortion to... pamphlets that they yeah. shove in my sandwich. Just because I walk in, and I'm like, wow, I got a hanger and a vacuum cleaner. Well, you did what show up with your today? hoodie that's just got fetus photos all yeah. over it. <laughs> I, you know, topical. Okay. Gail says, well, you know what? <laughs> we don't need to order. We have food in the office. There's an overflowing toilet. We can get mm -hmm. that. But Bomba John says, no, I can only eat something. This is fucked up. I want something that screamed for its life. And then he snacks on his container of mixed teeth, which was a funny bit. I like that they went out and made some weird props for this little offshoot thing. Yeah. It was a, to actually see the container of mixed teeth and to hear it clink. Yeah, I thought that that was really easily picturable, especially if you've ever, I don't know, up. had, this is a weird sentence, but like, remember what it was like when you lost a tooth and felt it in your mouth? I could picture eating a whole thing of teeth, like having them rattle around against my other teeth. Do you ever have the, you know, it's supposedly really common to have the dreams where your teeth fall out? I haven't had that, no. This is supposedly like a really common thing that people have dreams about teeth mm. falling. I have dreams about, I think I had one last night about my teeth like crumbling, like disintegrating. Ooh, that sounds awful. I wonder if it has something to do with like grinding your teeth. If that saying. happens though, call me because I need <laughs> the version of Zach Pruitt with no teeth, all gums at my door. <laughs> Stat. This podcast doesn't stop. This is the only thing I've got going, whether I've got teeth, whether I've got gums. <laughs> Have I told you the thing about my grandparents with teeth right now? Yes. They're sh they're, are they sharing? No. Or it they was that my grandpa using. had to get his teeth, like all of the rest of his teeth uh -huh. pulled. And insurance covered that, but didn't tell him until after the fact that they wouldn't cover the new teeth. Like so he had to be without teeth for like four months. Great. But he was real popular at bingo that month. We've got to talk about the selection. Sorry to talk about yeah. my grandpa's gummy mouth. Love you, I Jack. I like. Love you. <laughs> Big shout out to Jack. Glenn wants the molars out of the mixed teeth, but mm. he already picked them out. It's like, you know, everybody picks out like the cashews. Or yeah. One of the better nuts. Is it cashews? Is that the one that people go Macadamia for? Macadamia nuts get taken out pretty quickly. Okay. Okay. The, Sean's the Brazil over this. nuts. He's angry. I'm a Brazil nut guy. He swears to Bieber. That's something that he said before. Mm -hmm. I swear to Bieber, if you don't pick... You're going to receive a delicious Julia Child's roasted chicken. He's yeah. been keeping her in a Papa John's kitchen, and he's going to make her make them all a delicious chicken. And, and Glenn just absolutely loses his appetite at the thought I of think that. that's a really funny joke. I think the Papa John's thing specifically mm -hmm. is a really good joke. Put her in a Papa John's kitchen and Pride make her Indiana, make something. Pride of Indiana, Papa John. Okay. Disgraced former owner of Papa John's. Yes. <laughs> The artist formerly known as Papa, <laughs> as Papa John. Do you think Papa John is just Bomba John? I learned while researching for this show that Bomba John is that actor's name. 
That's fun. And the character's named after him. I believe he's a writer from the show. Okay, Glenn lost his appetite, but then he thinks back to this delicious seven-layer dip he had the other day. Do you remember any of the layers? Do you Thank the God layers this were? wasn't one of your questions. The only one that I remember I is maybe you would. condom confit. <laughs> Which is so funny. That's the one to remember. It's barf, garbage, uh-huh. glass, condom mm-hmm. confit, and then that again stacked up to seven. <laughs> Does that mean you only get one layer of condom confit? Well, I bring my own to act as Well, good, as to sprinkle on top. Mm-hmm. That's the end of part three. We move on to part four. This one created by your mom. This one's called yeah. The Storm Out. Everyone's stuffed after their meal. I like how Sean's like, oh, I ate so much, I'm stuffed. It feels amazing. <laughs> Glenn discusses the sun-dried mayonnaise that he had with his meal. The, you know, I thought it, was, uh, it wasn't going to be for me, but you know what? It was actually pretty bad. <laughs> they do a really good job of keeping the whole down is good, up is bad, or whatever. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. everything is, yeah. They do a good job of that. And I don't think it gets too old for me in these short little clips. I could see how, like, a whole show of The Bad Place where, like, oh, this is terrible. I absolutely love it. Like, I that could get old after 30 minutes. But the two-minute bits don't grow old for me with that. So I'll take it. You know, that's something I wanted to bring up because I did have the thought watching this. Mm -hmm. I think I would watch this show. I wouldn't expect it to be as good as The Good Place, Mm -hmm. but I would expect the show of this to be a little more dynamic than this. I think I would watch a The Office adjacent show set in The Bad Place focused on this group. I would. I wouldn't mind an episode a season of that. I would... Be willing to give it a fair shake. I would watch it. I just have too much fear that it would end up being like the caveman show when they took the caveman mm-hmm. from the Geico commercials mm-hmm. and gave them a show. Which everyone knows was a really good show. <laughs> Those cavemen fucked on that show, canonically. That's also such a funny thing because they were like, hey, so we're we're buying a show. We're making a show based on the Geico <laughs> cavemen. What? Just got a call. Okay, so Geico's out. We can't mention Geico or that they're the Geico cavemen. They're just they're just cavemen. cavemen. <laughs> Gail's not gonna finish her hair burrito, but Val won't let her forget. You know, no, don't throw that away. Leave it out to fester. Today's crumbs are tomorrow's maggots. Exactly, Sean says, and then he asks for more candidates. They're dejected. Come on, we've already given you like a million. As a matter of fact, you've only given me 840,000 and they all sucked and not in the good way. (laughs) Uh, This was a bit that didn't land for me because I didn't quite get... Glenn says, I thought my misogynistic slam poet from Palo Alto had potential. And Sean doesn't like that. And someone shakes their head like, no, don't say that. And Sean goes, what did you say? And then Glenn, this part's funny. Did you Mm -hmm. honestly not hear what I said or are you just being mean and intimidating? Oh, you're just being mean and intimidating. I didn't get why what Glenn said was even bad. Everyone I didn't else either. I literally rewatched that like, okay, scene to see if I missed something, and I didn't. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. Weird. I didn't think that the ends justified the means there for the reaction. A little too much condom, not enough confit. Yeah, confit. <laughs> Sean calls them flat iron pubes and stresses, again, the importance. If they don't select the right fart bombs, Michael might actually win. He needs a smoke. So he's going to leave for a smoke break. And if they don't have good names by the time he's back, he's going to start cocooning. And he's going to cocoon them one part at a time. Torsos, arms, legs, limbs, so on. It just all individually. And then someone says, 
well, would that actually be worse? And he says, I don't know, but it took longer to say. say. I thought that was fine. That I liked. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. So he leaves. Glenn says, oh, the butthole flies. Someone needs to know you attract more butthole flies with butthole honey than butthole vinegar. But he's corrected by Bomb John. Mm-hmm. Val says, you know, somebody needs to go and talk to Sean, talk him down. But it's not going to be me because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so Bomb John suggests Glenn... Glenn, this is another good moment from him. He's laughing really nervously, and he's like, I cannot express how much I don't want to do that. He's so mean. And someone says back to him, true, but on the other hand, go do it, you idiot. Go do it. And everyone starts yelling, do it, do it. And they're straight up doing the peer pressure, peer pressure mm-hmm. to him. It works. That's the end of part four. Part four is probably my favorite. Really? Yeah. Pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Part three and four both pretty good. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I'm saying. I didn't mention this on pod, but because I'm a madman, every video clip on YouTube of the selection ends with, you know how YouTube videos end with the, and click this video while you're here mm-hmm. to a little blurb of music and it's like floating shrimp in the good place. When I was trying to watch this like an episode and take notes for it, that was annoying to me. So I downloaded all the videos and I cut that out of it. So it would just be one long running thing. And when you watch it that way, I think it picks up pretty early on. Well, I just got tired of turning the pages in the book, so I cut them all out and I taped them all next to each other in one long line, so I didn't have to turn a single page and I could read chapter after chapter and without using wall, my it's fingers. Just books, it's just books, and then the books were too much, so now it's the aluminum foil, Steven. Now it's aluminum foil to cover up the books. The books were reading me while I was trying to sleep. <laughs> Part five. Part five was created by one dingus, another dingus, and an even bigger dingus. See, because of the last few of... I think in my headcanon, the title cards were made by a bad place Janet. Like, they asked her to edit these together, and so that's why they say what they do. I buy that. Because they're very bad place Janet-y words. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I totally (laughs) buy that. The talk starts with Sean. He's smoking a weird off-green cigar as Glenn steps in. That I think Kush, that's Zach. the funniest. A weird green cigar. I'm not <laughs> hip to that. I think the cigar, we'll talk about it in a second. I think that mm-hmm. might be the funniest bit in this entire thing. I Glenn, think it's great. Glenn steps in and like knocks on the door frame, and Sean goes, shut up, Glenn. I haven't said anything yet. I know, that was a preemptive strike. <laughs> I really like Glenn here. Glenn steps in, and even though he was forced into this position, he starts to talk about how he can tell that Sean is mad, which is normal, but he also seems worried. Glenn says he stays away from mad stormouts, but he storms into mad and worried stormouts. Sean says, I hate you. But yeah, yeah, okay, take a seat. <laughs> this is when he offers a cigar. Goose turd? Oh, no, thanks. I'm on the patch. Good for you. I tried the patch, but just missed the smell. I think that's so funny. Have you ever that's looked really at funny. a goose turd? They're weird and they're green. There's so, so Zach, many as someone who used to go fishing a lot, I've seen my complex. fair share of goose turd. I've stepped in my fair share of goose turd. Tasted them. Licked them, cooked them, thrown them at other geese. <laughs> Everyone loves a good goose poop ball fight. Not that long ago, while I was delivering food in an apartment complex, I saw a goose, like, intense fight. Wow. I saw two geese like booting the fuck up to each other, mm-hmm. getting in each other's faces and like really going in and like yeah. having their wings spread. And there were like, I'm not shitting you, 60 geese in a circle around fight, them. Fight, fight, Watching fight, them fight. fight. Oh, so that I'm might have been for dominance. Car, 
and I stopped my car and rolled the window down to watch these geese fight. And there was also like an older African-American gentleman who also stopped what he was doing to yeah. watch the geese fight. And he and I kind of looked at each other like, get a load of these geese. <laughs> you guys should have bet. moment. We kissed. Nice. <laughs> I thought about That's bringing great. up the bet, but it moved way too fast <laughs> way for that. Way too fast for that. Sean has seen plenty of pretty good bad options for the four people, but they need something great. They need something inspired. So he wants to start from scratch, which isn't what Glenn wants to hear. They don't want to start from scratch. They've done so much work. Glenn says, you know, I'm always down for a creative rumble. And Sean gives him the God, I hate you. But he tells Sean that you need to be nicer. The morale around here is really low and that he needs to be nicer to all the people and then he'll get better work out of them. But Sean is so convinced he knows that if they don't prove that all humans are terrible, that their entire way of life goes away. No more poking, no more tearing, no more slicing, no more no more twisting. Who are we without twisting? So Glenn drops uh, a truth bomb on Sean. And I think this is big of mm-hmm. him. He says, you know, we're worried that no matter who we pick, it won't be right. No matter what we do, it's not going to be right for you. You're going to feel the same way. This is going to last forever. Thousands of new people die every day. Then this is kind of uh, jammed in here clunkily. People die all the time. Simone Chidi's ex-girlfriend just happened to die. Moving on to the next thing. What did you say there? That was a little... I don't know. The couple of things that they do pepper in for like continuity feel really shoehorned they in. They feel really and shoehorned. And I kind of in. would have just liked maybe even if there was a different matter that if they were all around the table. If you're not going to give solving. us the people that we didn't see, yes. I would have been fine not even getting to the ones that we do. Yeah. Honestly, I agree. So, and Glenn says that and Sean says say that again. And he says that again. Just a little <laughs> bit of humor. No. No, you borrowed swimsuit. That's what he said. <laughs> that was good. That thing about Chidi's ex dying. Oh, Chidi's ex died? That's literally all Pretty I said. <laughs> Sean puts a hand on Glenn's shoulder, and this is all very, like, sexual in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, dark and sexual. Puts a hand on his shoulder, and Glenn is, like, gleefully scared. You see, like, yeah. a smile and the, and the fear in his eyes. Much like me, whenever I feel a, a firm hand on my shoulder mm-hmm. and I look behind me and it's one Stephen Baker. Yeah, who's, who's I often up sneak up behind After you landing the plane outside of yeah. my apartment. <laughs> they have a lot of work to do. So, and, and Sean storms out, which Glenn loves the tone of this storm out, even though he's confused on what's happening. That ends mm-hmm. part five. The penultimate exciting Woo. <laughs> installment of the selection. There's one left, part six. Part six. Part six was created by your mom in parentheses. She came back and did another one. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I liked that a lot. The solution begins. Sean enters with a clipboard, and he tells them that they've been doing it all wrong and not in the confusing bad place way where that's actually good. They have to get more specific. They have to attack the four humans at their weakest point, which is themselves. Bomba John thinks he gets it. And this is funny. And he says, use one as a club and beat the others with them. No, <laughs> no, not that. We're going to make it personal. They're going to neutralize the humans by sending in people to specifically target each of them. And he reveals, for, for Chidi, that'll be Simone. And everyone reacts. Everyone gets it, mm-hmm. except for Gail. He's like, who's that? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't really know. I'm not caught up. What, I was supposed to, pay, supposed attention? to pay attention to that? I was supposed to keep <laughs> track of things like that. But Val gets it, and this, I guess... 
back foreshadows what happens with Chidi, Val mm-hmm. can see that, no, this will make Chidi totally unable to help run the experiment, which, of course, we know it is. And it leads to yeah. him having his memory wiped and becoming the third. Is he the third and there's just one more or are there two more? I think he's the the third and there's just one more. So that kind of it's breaks the guy this that whole they... thing open. Then why does the selection exist? Exactly. Because the other guy, they also already foreshadowed seasons ago, Zach, <laughs> when Dax, when when popular transphobe Dax Shepard. What? Is that true? The whole thing with JVN. Did you hear anything about the interview uh-huh. where he had Jonathan Van Ness on his show uh-huh. and then got really like alt-righty with him and like, really upset him? And JVN almost walked off the interview like three times. Like, it Yikes. was really bad. It was really, it's really bad. Yeah. Might have to listen to it. Yeah. But when he's like, oh, I got this guy I'm trying to torture, and he describes him, oh. and she's like, have him read uh, philosophy books. And then he ends up, books. that basically is just this guy. Wow. It is like. it actually that guy? Do you think, I think that is the description fits perfectly. That's a good pull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say that this will make Chidi unable to help, and Sean says, yeah, it's just like you guys trying to decide dinner. Hey, that's a callback. Track. That's a callback. That's a callback. Ring, ring, ring. Who's that? Back. Val's idea is Johnny Depp. Over the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, I got to the point quickly where I was like, I don't like either of them. I think they're both mm-hmm. bad. I think this is bad. I think it's all bad. And now I see a lot of people being like, oh, we love Johnny. We're so glad Johnny's back. Johnny. Good and it's Johnny. It's going to work out for Johnny. So I liked the back in 2019, The Good Place presents uh-huh. the selection. was already taking some stabs at Johnny Depp. No, Johnny Depp's still alive. And, and Val goes, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he uses giraffe blood to prop up his diseased organs. <laughs> That's really funny. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Bomba John, you know, we're getting the two details that we know put back in here. Bomba John suggests, well, what about gossip blogger John Wheaton? We learned that he's currently in the bad place in a cell, and he's only able to read tweets three days after they're posted. <laughs> I like that the way that time works in this show, the people that get sent could have been dead for any amount of time, and they would yeah. start anew, and I like that. Well, everything, yeah, just snap your fingers. They're brand yeah. new. They don't know they died. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary. Yeah. I really like the headshot of John Wheaton. He's like, yeah. I think he had one of these. You should do that for your next driver's license photo, Zach. I don't think you're supposed Sir, put to. your hand down. It's okay. It's I'll do this when the cops come. Are you painting? Can I move? <laughs> Did you get it? Sean says that John is perfect. They pin him to the board. He states that, you know, these humans, they don't have to be directly related, just specifically chosen to make these four humans miserable. Then Glenn, again, he speaks up here, and he's starting to think, well, you know, we made this Michael suit. We're choosing these humans when we're putting the spin on it. Are we just kind of like cheating i thought we were trying to prove the system works but it feels like we're cheating and the group just starts laughing all over him and glenn's just like quiet like no no really i think this is but one of the women says of course it's cheating dumb 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 as the selection closes they state that their new mission is to destroy the four humans confidence sean has a moment here kind of like counter to what michael goes through these days when sean's thinking of this and how big of a chance this is for him and he says this is it this is the one they'll remember me by. And so that kind of builds up to Sean's arc in season four a little bit. Mm-hmm. At least it gets me excited to see Sean really give a fight in, yeah. in the final season. That's exciting. That's pretty much the end, but there's one more joke. Gail says, oh, wait, I have an idea. How about Hitler? 
Steve Hitler? Steve Another Hitler? Hitler joke isn't really that funny. Even like yeah. ending this whole thing on that isn't that funny. Not what I behavior. do like is the extended Sean just staring at her, unflinching. That's great. And then you cut to her and she's making a different face each time. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, she's just like blank. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. And Sean says, oh, you suck so bad. And there ends the selection. We That's a selection. We made selected. a podcast out of it. We did a podcast. I think it's fun. I think it's... If you love The Good Place and you haven't seen it, it's more The Good Place, kind of. It's not as good as a main episode, and it doesn't really add that much to the overarching story at all, even though it's supposed to be this bridge gap between season three and season four. But it's scenes of the bad place people around a table riffing and talking about yeah. condom confit and all eating a baby for the table. There are so many. It's hard to single out. Just, there are so many really funny bad place jokes mm-hmm. that always work on the show and here are given a little more room to just go crazy with it and throw as many out there. If you go into this and watch it without having any expectation for it to like add to good place lore, I think you'll have a good 15 minutes. And we just talked about it for an hour and 15 minutes. Sure did. How are you feeling about the selection as we close the book on this chapter? I feel about the same. I think it is slightly above fine. I was properly whelmed by the selection. Well, the couple of things that we'll do as we wrap up our podcast. Before next week, we'll be back to really dive into the final season of The Good Place, starting with A Girl from Arizona, part one, the first (gasps) half of the season four premiere. I'm very excited to dive into that. And after kind of taking a little bit of a break from talking Mm -hmm. about The Good Place for a couple weeks, this did get me excited. It got me very excited. One, it got me excited to get back into the show. And two, it kind of got me back in the habit of taking notes for The Good Place because it's been a couple Mm -hmm. weeks. So that was nice. I think this was a a win. I give the selection a buy. Give it a buy. A thumb up. We are going to give out some good place, bad place points Mm -hmm. for the selection. Mine was pretty easy. Mine too. I don't think this is going to count towards the season four total. This is very much, this whole episode is kind of like. I don't know. What what is it in sports ball when you play a game before the season that doesn't actually pre-season. count? It's called the preseason. This was literally our preseason podcast. We're getting back into recapping the show before season four. So we're going to do a preseason good place, bad place, mm-hmm. just for fun, just to get us ready for the real thing next week. Let's start, since we're in the bad place, we'll start with the bad place. Mm-hmm. You said it was easy. Who's yours? So mine, I want to give it to the person that I think best exemplified what the bad place is about, who I mm-hmm. think... If anything, if I were Sean's supervisor, per se, mm-hmm. and I was watching this, the person I would give a raise or a demotion or, or th- their pick of what torture they're in charge of would be Gail. Gail didn't pay enough attention or care enough <laughs> about the original four to even know who the hell Simone was. Gail constantly is suggesting Hitler because if someone eventually says yes, then you got them to agree to Hitler. I think that Gail <laughs> really consistently was pretty bad. Bad behavior, was actively rude and mean to everyone the whole time, didn't eat her hair burrito that somebody mm-hmm. paid for and put hair into. Well, Stephen, you're neglecting that today's crumbs are tomorrow's maggots. I think Gail is one of the better characters in this episode. She does not get my bad place. Wow. I think it's Bamba John. Bamba John you is were, the one... You didn't like the misogyny that Bamba John And it's not spitting. just that. Okay, so first, Bamba John, anytime Val speaks up, he has to undercut it. 
all of his ideas are bad and lazy and then he well he wasn't intentionally undercutting val he didn't hear what val said because (laughs) val is a woman zach valid point she is a woman her draw i get it it's true i get it she drew we think negatively of women they aren't as good at things that's the point when you're in the bad place agree on that However, Bombajon also only wants to eat things that have begged for their lives, that have mm-hmm. that have screamed. I think Same. he has enough little things that are cuttingly the worst mm-hmm. bad placisms of the episode. It's Bombajon. Sure, let's take the one minority mm-hmm. and give them. There's not only one minority. I know uh, that. I mean, Sean's balding. Gail's <laughs> Asian. Yeah. I don't see the world through that lens, Stephen. I only see people as bald and with hair. <laughs> <laughs> What about Good Place? Who from this panel of bad place demons maybe showed some behavior that could squeak them out of the bad place if they continue along this trajectory? I think we might agree. I would think so. It's got to be Glenn. Glenn Glenn goes and tries to do something nice, uses comforting words, is honest. A lot of things that are not bad place behavior. So Glenn, if I were in charge of the bad place, would be in deep shit and not the good kind. I feel the exact same way. I think Glenn emotes. He shows yeah. like he has a little bit of, of a moral compass at the end when he speaks up about cheating. He is there for people. He is able to voice his opinion in a soft way. Of course, he's a demon and he says all kinds of horrible things. But I think of this panel, he shows the most potential to have an actual glimmer of a chance of getting out of the the shackles of the bad place yeah. and into the I good would, place. I would definitely award Glenn a punishment of 10 minutes of red panda and a four-piece chicken nugget. From from Julia Child. From Julia Child, yes. Well, Stephen, it's time for us to get our way over to conference room D for Evil Zumba. We did it. We recapped the Good Places web series spinoff the selection if anything it's fun for me that we had this hidden little extra good place gem that we kind of didn't know existed before and now it's a fun little thing that we got to cover for the podcast i think it was plenty of fun yeah i i hope that you know you guys enjoyed now that the strikes over we could finally bring back our writers so hopefully you felt that <laughs> thanks guys we missed you well, let's get out of here. Next week, we're going to be back to talk about A Girl from Arizona Part 1 as we dive into the final season of The Good Place this December, along with later this month, we're going to have a Christmas special for you guys. It's going to be a fun month here on Into the Time Knife. And if you want more than what we give you every Monday, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast, where there's so much bonus content that you won't even know what to do with yourself. There is an alarming amount of dialogue between Steven and I on the internet. Unedited. We want your money for it. We've done it. It's unedited. Pay us for it. Listen to it. Raw. Covered in chocolate. Pay us. uh, Yummy, yummy. Piggy, piggies. Thank Mm. you. Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. And also Brokeback Bebop. You can listen to our other second weekly podcast that just wrapped up its second season for free wherever you find your podcast. Brokeback Bebop. And I also hope you're looking forward to learning what the other three options for what our next rewatch podcast will be next year. Our I Think You Should Leave podcast last week was a lot of fun. We're looking forward to showing you the second option very soon. Steven, where else can the people find us? Well, if you want to chew on our molars, come follow us over on Twitter and Instagram over at time knife pod we're also on youtube see the video companion to this show watch uh zach's pushed back slicked back hair 
see my my goose poop patch. <laughs> Go check us out. Search the name of the show on YouTube and you'll find that along with lots of other videos and content that's yours to consume. I'm nom 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 free of charge. Thank you very much as always for spending a little bit of your week with us. Once again, we appreciate it dearly and we'll be back next time. Get us out of here, buddy. From inside the time night. Let's get how about how about from inside conference room? You know, Zach, See? I was doing a bit and you just talked over it, right through it. So cancel, bit done, throw it away. It's finished. Never again. Inside conference room C. <laughs> He's Steven. I'm taking it away from you. He's Steven. From inside Evil Zumba, now being held in conference room D. Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. We'll see you next time. Have a good week. Toodaloo. Peep that shit got deep and it was on. Number one song after number one song. Long as my motherfucking pockets was fat. I didn't give a fuck where the bitch was at. But she was hanging with the white bitch doing the shit she do. Sucking on a stick just to get a buck or two. In the end, she got meant nothing. And now she's suing because the shit she be doing ain't shit. Now she's taking me to court. Yeah, it's real conversation for you.